Hello, everyone, and welcome to the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. We are here in the fourth episode of this podcast. We are very excited to dig into it today. I am Jake, and I am here with three other excellent co-hosts. Let's see who they are. Will, welcome back. How have you been? What's new in the world of Pokemon for you? I've been good. Um, I'm trying to wrap up my Scarlet Violet Pokedex because it's a thing to do. Got that shiny charm, start shiny hunting. Right now I got 20 mons left to go, but these are the real grindy ones. So I'm scouring Paldea for those Gimme Ghoul coins, trying to find those Leader's Crest uh, Bisharps. I'm rage pump fisting everything with Annihilate. I'm trying to find all those stakes. It's a real grind right now, but hopefully I can wrap this up soon. And then next week I could start laddering and getting my butt kicked on the ladder again. That'll be a nice, fun return to form for me. Yeah, some of those, you know, weird evolution ones can be can be difficult. Um, the let's go evolutions for me weren't weren't ideal, um, especially since what is it, Relor into Rabska or something? It's so slow. It just, it keeps, it can't keep up with you. It's annoying. Yep. That one's on my list too. That's my last let's go one, but I am dreading that one. Mm-hmm. That's like the most annoying evolution method this gen to me. I agree. Um, well, also with us is the wonderful Spicer. Welcome back as well to you. How have you been? What's new? Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, doing pretty good. Not much is new, just still working out the kinks of that team that I used in the wide league that we're going to talk about. Definitely updated a lot since then and uh, learned a lot from that in order to upgrade it. I've also been working on a new theme song for the podcast. So look forward to that. Stay tuned. That's very exciting. Yeah. Cause the current one's just terrible. Uh, so I'm really interested to see what you have cooking. Yeah. Um, it's a friend of mine. He's uh He's recording it. Cool. Uh, well, I know that you've, I'm sure, had a lot of input in the 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 vibe of it. So, oh, 100%. Awesome. Well, cool. And last but certainly not least is a newcomer to the podcast. Uh, we welcome in Sempra. Now, Sempra is someone that's been with the community for quite a while. Um, they are great at battling. They've done a lot of draft leagues. They've even been a commissioner for draft leagues and has won some tournaments on our Discord as well, um, which you know, you as listener, you can certainly get involved with if you join us over on Discord. Um, so welcome in, Sempra. How are you doing? What's new? Yeah, what's up? I'm cooling right now. I, I guess I'm just grinding ladder right now. I'm trying to understand this meta. I really enjoy the current state of the game. I, I really feel like it's in a healthy state. So I'm just doing that, I'm trying to get into as many tournaments as possible. Just, you know, I've been having a good time. So I've just been trying to do anything related to battling. And so that's that's where I am right now. And I, I appreciate you for getting me on the podcast. Well, we certainly appreciate you finding time to be able to, uh, to come on. So um, we're looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Okay, well, uh, thank you all for joining for sure. Today, we will be covering some recent news in the VGC community and then get into some more tournament talk. 
Now, episode three was more about the rules and about the tournament meta, but this one is actually about the experiences that these three individuals have recently had uh, with some tournaments that are currently going on or rather have already happened. So very, very excited to hear from them about what they prepped for and how they you know, how they planned out their, their battles and how they just went through it. Because I know for some, there was a lot of rounds that they had to go through. But first, let's kick off with the news. So we'll all have you start with this first news bit. Yeah, so this past weekend, we saw our first official VGC uh, tournament play. This was a regional that was held in Tainan, Taiwan on December 10th and 11th. First Scarlet and Violet official VGC event in history, so that was kind of cool. There were a total of 109 players, so they did a format of six rounds of Swiss and then a top cut of 16. Um, this counted towards 2023 World Championships, so we have begun. Uh, one of the interesting things about this tournament, it used the Series 1 rules like you'd expect, so no Paradox Mons or Ruinous Quartet or Restricted Mons, but it was actually closed team sheet, which was not what the future guidance is for these official events. I have a feeling this was just um, planned ahead of time, so they didn't really react in time, and this was kind of a one-off. But it did maybe affect some of the teams that people were bringing. Sempra, I'd love to hear some of your expert opinions on what you noticed in this tournament, what the winning team looked like, some trends you noticed, anything interesting that stood out to you, things like that. All right. Just looking at the winning team, the winning team was piloted by Tony. It consisted of female Indeedy, Armourouge, Mousehold, Hydreigon, Meowsparata, and Murkrow. So it's not an unheard of core. You know, the Tailwind and Trick Room core is it's picking up in popularity just because uh, how do you lead into a team like this? You lead into your anti-trick room and suddenly they're leading Tailwind and now they're blowing past you. And then you lead to counter Tailwind and now they're leading trick room. So it's just, it's just such a solid team. But for close team sheets, it's not anything out of the ordinary. You know, it's, it's, it's a classic composition. Um, Specs Hydreigon is pretty interesting. Uh, most people are running Life Orb or Assault Vest, but Specs is really cool. As well as the focus slash trick room uh, Meowth with Overgrow, that's something that's picked up in popularity. So, I think this team is a bunch of things that's like picked up in popularity, and it just it put them together, and it's it's just so solid. Uh, another notable thing is the Mousehold, Population Bomb, Encore, Follow Me, Protect. A lot of people didn't expect expect to see this this mod on like a lot of tournament teams, but if you look through the standings, it's a ton of Mousehold. So, it's really cool to see a team like this with Mousehold winning, and then Mousehold being such a, a common thing among all these teams. The last thing to point out, this Indeedee doesn't actually have Trick Room, which is something a lot of these teams started implementing. So I feel like what we suspect is Trick Room, Indeedee was actually banned from this tournament. If you check out the other Trick Room teams with Indeedee, they don't have Trick Room either. So that might be interesting for future tournaments. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this was my first time seeing Trick Room Meowskarata and then thinking about it, it's like it can't be put to sleep with Spore because it's grass type. It can't be taunted because it's dark type. Um, you want to be faster than it, so you try and go Tailwind and then it just sets Trick Room on you. And also with Flower Trick, Knockoff, and Protect, I mean, that fourth slot is always up for grabs anyways, so... It really is just a great Trick Room mod. And then, of course, people are going to start prepping for Trick Room. And guess what? It also gets Ally Switch. So you never know what you're going to get with the cat. Exactly. I do think this might be one of the last times Trick Room Yaskrat is used just because it's it's closed team sheets. And one thing a lot of people tell you, uh, it might just come up in this podcast, is how 
trick room, Meow Squad, it catches them off guard. But with open team sheets, it's 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 not necessarily easier to prep for. It's just now you know it's coming. So you're not you're not cut off guard. So maybe this trend falls off uh with home team sheets, but but who knows? Yeah. Um and I think that's certainly something that we are gonna be seeing. Uh good point you brought up there is how open team sheet will factor in in the future. Now creating some of the open team sheets can be a little, you know, cumbersome at times, a little slow process. Uh, but Showdown has recently made a quality of life improvement to make things just a little bit easier. Uh, Spicer, can you handle that one? Uh, yeah, they put a button for that. They put a uh, open team sheet button. So you'll just see it at the bottom of your Poke Pace, you know, where, right next to where the Poke Pace creator would be, just to send them the, your items and moves and all that stuff that we're all happy to be sharing now. Yeah, and with that button, um, with the open team sheet button, you know, when you typically create the team in Showdown, it gives you the nature, the IVs, the EVs, the moves, uh, the items, all that kind of stuff. But when you just click the open team sheet button, it makes it a format that you can just easily submit to an opponent or to an organizer for an event, and it does not show the nature the EVs or the IVs. So you can still hide if you're running Jolly or Adamant Garchomp or uh, Modest or Timid Hydreigon or whatever you want to be doing, uh, which is just a little bit easier as opposed to having to make multiple teams for you know, showing EVs or not. Yeah, there was also another subtle change that they made here, which is now the Pokebase will always show the Terra type before it used to not show it if it was that Pokemon's default type. And I like this a lot more. It's way easier this way when there's just always a terror type and you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, but with those tournaments and, you know, them being the focus with, with open team sheets, I really want to hear from you all about the experiences that you've had recently. So Spicer and Sempra both competed in the online events of the wide league. And Will recently competed in an in-person event Yes, that's right. He went out and touched grass, as much grass as there is in New York, I suppose, at the Wolf's Midtown Gym Challenge. Uh, so we'll start with you, Spicer. What was going on? What was your prep like? What did you bring? Uh, just sort of walk us through your wide league experience. Yeah, the wide league was uh, pretty fun. I went in with, uh, with Disquake, which is uh, an old strategy for me. I mean, it's kind of like classic. At this point, I've always done disquaking, even when I shouldn't really. Uh, like I did the triple genie in season twelve, even though that was probably horrible. Yeah, it was. But uh, anyways, I just felt like it was the right thing to do to bring it back. As soon as I saw kill a watch roll, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna definitely disquake with this, and that's how I started the team. Uh, and I just built off of that things that are like telepathy and levitate and i did my roaring moon hunt so i had a shiny high dragon so you know it had to be like everybody else and use one it was a lot of fun i was certainly disheartened when i went oh and three at the start but i did come back from that and ended five three after swiss uh which was uh pretty exciting to come around um one thing I would like to say, uh, a little bit of advice, if you uh, go 0-3 and, and you're in a tournament, you know, you just, you just win round four. And then 
you just keep winning the rest of them. So it's really just a two-step process. Um, just kidding. But it was, I, I guess I understand why some people, they drop out with three losses because you're not going to top. And I accepted that, but I don't get too many opportunities to play, uh, have a whole day, you know, uh, seven hours or how long that wide league went. Dang, I was, I wasn't used to how long an online tournament can go for, but uh, I wanted to use that to practice more with my team since I'm planning on going to the San Diego regional and I want to get as much practice as I can. I don't care if I got one win. I just wanted to see what I could learn. I was having a good time, even though I was losing in those first three matches. Uh, I definitely noticed I, I didn't have some answers to some common meta threats, but I think I learned a lot and the team's doing a lot better since. Very cool. Um, what was your, so like round to round, what was your, like, did you make any changes? I know you couldn't necessarily change the team, but how did you handle like, I don't know, like what were some of the interesting teams that you saw? Uh, well, I did lose to one of those trick room mascaradas. I got to say, I didn't see it coming. And then I, yeah, sometimes you just lose to disquaking if you don't get those, those hacks. I, I need those paralyzes sometimes, baby, or I'm just out. Uh, but also, I would say I learned which mons were not really cutting it and then just stick to what was doing well for me. And that's something I want to do when I go to San Diego. I want to go with a team that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I think that that's that's key, especially when you're in that, you know, in-person event, high higher pressure setting. You want to be very familiar with all of your all of your Pokemon, your team strategy and everything. Did you come away from the events tweaking any of the EVs based on some damage calcs or damage results you weren't expecting? Um, not much EV changes, but some definitely some lineup changes and some Rotom form changes. Only realized afterwards that I'm taking those discharges neutrally with Rotom water during the tournament. And I was realizing that I would much rather have Rotom Mo actually most of the time. It's nice to take uh, to resist discharge twice. I went with Terra Dark or Anguru uh, to prevent trick rooms with my own trick rooms or in prison. But I realize now that I would rather have Terra Fairy in order to resist things that it's weak to to make sure those trick rooms go up. That's cool. I like that. Does Oranguru get dazzling gleam? I don't believe so, but. What I'm planning on doing now is actually Terra Blasting and then possibly imprisoning other people's Terra Blasts and getting stab on an unterred normal Terra Blast while also having something to hit with Fairy. That makes sense. And unfortunately, it does not get Dazzling Gleam. NDD Female and Furigrath both do, but unfortunately, Oranguru, the other normal Psychic type, does not. Anyways, yeah, thanks. I'm excited to hear uh, Sempra, our local champion, uh, who also, speaking of filling out decks, has helped me do that. Once again, I appreciate the touch trade, Sempra. Yes, thank you very much, Spicer. Uh, let's move on then to Sempra. You've done extremely well in our Discord tournaments and you know, certainly seem to have performed extremely well in the Wide League event, even taking down some 
uh, notable pokey tuber content creators along the way. So let's just, you know, put it right on the table. You made Top Cut, right? Yeah, I made Top Cut. That felt good. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, like what would you would you bring? Um, what you you know, how did you plan and prepare and, and all that? Just sort of walk us through your wide league uh, run. So I guess the first thing to say is, if you know me at all, I'm a big fan of Old Faithful. I'm also a big fan of uh, 252, 252 spreads. So um, my team building process is real simple. It was, uh, I really love Hydreigon, Golden Go, Murkrow. So my thought process was, how can I just accentuate that? How, how can I make that core, you know, overpower other cores? Because I did play a tournament the day before. Uh, I only played two rounds. But that was open team sheet. So I got to look around at other teams. and. It's just everyone running Murkrow, uh, Golden Go, and so I wanted, I wanted to run my standard thing. I just love, I just love standard because it's just, it's just standard, you know, nothing special about it. But I decided to bring uh, my Quavel, and uh, that's what made my team special. And I feel like I brought it into maybe eighty percent of my my sets. It just did so well. So in the end, my team ended up being Murkrow, Golden Go, Hydreigon, the super common core. But I ended up adding Bandit, Terra Normal, Dragonite, uh, Quaquaville, and of course, Scarf and Nylae. And so if you look at the pace, the first thing I'm going to tell you is just don't play that team. It's, I feel like a lot of teams, they aren't good, but they're tailor-made for the player that plays them. And that team is just that. The team isn't anything special, number one. And the team is, it's also not optimal. The, the spreads are super linear. It's just 252-52. And... Um, it's just it's just hyper offense, but I feel like some teams they're just made for the player, and so that team just w- was made for me. I felt so good playing in that tournament. I just I felt like I got every read right. I feel like I uh, I just had a good time with it, you know. And so I, I did end up top cutting. I did end up playing Joe UX nine. Who interestingly, I was watching I was watching Joe stream the whole the whole tour. So he was playing the same tour as I was, and so I was I was watching him the whole the whole time play. Not his team. Mostly, I was I was watching his uh, the the side stream part. You know, uh, unfortunately, I had to play rounds at the same time as him, so I never got a good look at his team, and uh, that felt really bad because on the last round of the tournament, I ended up playing Joe UX nine, and I've played Joe before on ladder and stuff, but ladder is very different than uh, than than tours and and tournaments and stuff because there's a lot on the line there. You know, at that point, we both made top cuts, so it wasn't anything crazy, but that did affect our seeding. So I really wanted to come out that uh, come out that battle of winner because it's Joe sign and I just, it would have just felt good playing him. And so I did end up winning 2-0. And um, yeah, overall, I had a great time. I feel like I played well. I feel like top 16 is, is great. I, feel, I wish I could have made higher, but you know what? You can't get, you can't win every time. So that was my tournament experience. That's awesome. Um, I can't believe you just admitted to basically stream sniping on uh, on, on hey, air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I will I will say I'm I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch a stream during the the match. I did turn it off, but uh, it is tempting. Thankfully, he does have anti-stream things on, so it's like you can't just watch a stream and get a free win. But it was no, just, yeah, it was just super right. awesome. You know, the, the tournament's like nine hours long or whatever. At that point, it was the last round. It just felt good watching for so long, and then, and then him being on the stream. I didn't get to watch it. He deleted the bot, but yeah, I, I can assure you, I, I played him. 
No, and, and, and I'm joking. I, I've watched some of Joe's streams as well. And uh, the way that he does it is he will have the face cam on him um, whenever he's picking his moves and then um, you know, only show the actual battle move animations to the, to the, to the stream. That way, it's, it's impossible to stream snipe. Like you said, um, he has some of that stream prevention. But that, that is cool because um, that's one of those things. I used to do uh, speech and debate. And there would be people in the community that were like very popular. And my coach would always say, don't let them get on your eye. And it's the idea of if you let somebody who's famous or well-known be well-known to you, it like messes with your decision-making and it makes you, you know, uh, nervous. And so it's like, how did you keep your, your nerves down essentially to say that like, you know, you've, you've played them before, but this was a little bit different. You know what that analogy you made? That's just 100% true. It's like, I, I talk to some people who play Pokemon and they, they play a, a pro for the first time and they just, they freak out and then they make the craziest mistakes, right? They, they're good players, but they make mistakes because they play these players they watch all the time. So I feel like it comes with time, but you're 100% right. You just got to let it go that you're, yeah, you're playing Joey Xlan, yeah, you're playing Wolfie, yeah, you're playing Cybertron, but just at the end of the day, they're they're humans too. And I feel like for Pokemon, that's just especially true. I feel like a lot of players who can who can play out of their mind, they just make the craziest reads normally. They don't they won't go for reads on a on a pro because they think they're different or they, they're unreadable. But you know what? Pros are they're just humans at the end of the day. What makes them a pro is their accomplishments, but they're just a, they're players just like the rest of us. So it's like I guess keeping it down was my um, was was the was the toughest thing for me. But you you just get used to it. It's because it's nothing special at the end of the day. It's uh, you're playing a human being. They're just as readable. They're Pokemon players, and they're just like you. And so, just like the analogy you said, you don't let it get to your head. And if you don't, you're already winning. Yeah, no, it's very true. You can't be shell shocked or starstruck or something like that. You gotta just play the game that you that you've been playing for as long as you have been. So that's so cool. That's, that's very cool. I, you know, I'm sure that you'll have uh, great success, both you and Spicer, for sure, in, uh, in, the, in these future events. I definitely want to get into some as well. But it's the idea of sitting down and having seven hours uninterrupted. That just doesn't even compute with me at, the, at this point in my life. You know what? That's, that's the hardest part. It's not even battling. It's just your, your downtime is three times the time you're battling. And it's... It's not only seven hours. It's seven hours of just sitting there looking at your monitor, waiting for the next announcement to come. I can't give any advice on that because I'm I'm just as irritated when when a round is, ends up taking super long because someone's playing Shuckle Chance or something. But yeah, I was just hitting refresh over and over, and I think that first round went on for like an hour and a half. Yeah, the the site ended up having bugs or something. It's just it was crazy. It took so so long for the rounds to come, and it's just and you can't you can't be late, right? You gotta you gotta be attentive. You get five minutes late, you lose the first round. You get 10 minutes, you lose the whole set, right? It's just... Yeah, I imagine it's a little bit different when you have that in-person feel. You get all the energy of the people around you. You can talk with other competitors while you're waiting. So you don't necessarily feel as though you are spending as much time or rather it's taking as much time as it would normally. Um, at least that's how I imagine an in-person event would be. Which, speaking of, we did have someone who did experience that in-person tournament a little bit different than you would typically expect. But over this past weekend, uh, Wolf, along with some other more well-known members of the VGC community, 
including Aaron Trailer, James Beck, and Aaron Cybertron Zhang, all got together in New York for Wolf's Midtown Gym, where they were battling people that were just coming in off the streets. And uh, that just sounds like a really cool event. And our very own Will took the took the trek over to Midtown and threw down with some of the game's best. So, Will, what happened? What you uh, what'd you do? What were the rules? Did they ever actually tell you? <laughs> I might yes. have to go. Is there any way I could just like record my outro? Like, I'm just going to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's such a funny thing to want to record. Just you saying goodbye. <laughs> I know, but like, get yeah, awkwardly just end it without saying like anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Now you've made it fucking weird. Um, all right, give, give me a couple of different cuts, like a couple of different ways that you want to do it. Like I want some like I want some like anger. That's I want awesome. Some, like, jealousy. I want you know, like a little bit. Shiver <clears throat> me timbers. I'm just playing. Don't fucking put that in there. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to share what I could. Get fucked. That's what you're using. <laughs> okay. I legit thought you were just gonna go bye, and that would be. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So I'll do all of that, and then that'll be our one uh, <laughs> f bomb of the episode. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody's. Yeah, exactly. That's my outro at the end. Just say give fuck. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but uh. Just don't fuck, don't cute. <laughs> what do you think about that, Spicer? No more of the <laughs> shiver me timbers is over and over. Display. <laughs> oh my god. No. Okay. Now I feel bad about leaving. Just Will's gonna say his thing. I don't think there's any reason to reference me anymore, right? <laughs> if only for the goodbye. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm, I'll make it as uh, seamless as possible. So all right. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. All right, bye. All right. Yeah, so this was built as Wolfie's Midtown Gym. And he kept saying it was the first uh, in-person, real-life Pokemon gym. So it was cool. You can kind of sign up for one of two things. You can either sign up to battle Wolfie or battle one of the other three you mentioned randomly. Um, that was what I signed up for because I, by the time I was going to sign up, Wolfie had already sold out. They did not give a lot of rules ahead of time, as you kind of alluded to. The only information that we had, which never changed when the event was announced until the event actually happened, was... This will be current VGC rules, which changed from when the event was announced to when this happened, because when the event was announced, we all thought Paradox Mons would be in the game and the Ruinous Quartet, and they got removed. And they said, this is a water gym. And I, that's all I really have to go off of. I didn't know exactly what that would mean, whether like each team would be monotype or water themed or what and how Terra would play into it. But that was really all the guidance we had. So I kind of just said, screw it, and I'll go with that. The team I ended up building, it was a water gym. And I think listening to Spicer talking about his team before, I think I was spending a little too much time talking to him in general because I took a lot of the things he's doing. Instead of disc quick though, I went with disc disc, I would call it. Uh, the main core I had was like Rotom Mo with discharge next to Kilowatt Roll with Volt Absorb, also discharge. And like Spicer said, it's that four times resist to electric is really nice. Uh, Rotom Mo is immune to paralysis, which is really nice. 
and then we'll just sit there healing kill watch will back up i figured uh electric really good into a water gym and i also have the grass coverage with rotomo which is also really good uh, after that i had gastrodon it seemed like a pretty easy call to bring to a water gym because the storm drain and also the ground immediately meant i could discharge next to gastrodon too to round out the rest of the team i did Murkrow. uh i mentioned the last time i was on here that my uh, Don Dozo answer is Hayes. I'm putting Hayes on any team in a water gym. I expected to see Don Dozo. So I had Hayes Murkrow on there. And then I had a trick room core with Burgeraf and Amungus. So yeah, I showed up with that. Not really sure what I'd find. When I got there, I saw Wolfie's games being streamed and his team was kind of what I had in mind. It was pretty much mono water, except for a Terra Water Absorb Bulb Colossal, which was really cool because he would have Palafin do flip turn into that give it the plus six speed, the plus one special attack, and then he'd have the Palafin hero form in the back. So that was pretty cool. For my team, I was in line. You just kind of got randomly assigned to one of the other three. I got matched with Aaron Trailer first, and he was really cool about it. He sat me down and said, I have two teams that you could use. I'll show you both of them and you could pick. So a little bit of some pro open team sheet stuff there from Aaron. His first team, he said, was uh, he called it his tryhard team that he used in a tournament the week before. I recognize this. This was like the team that I got to second place at at the Limitless tournament, I think. I did not want to go against that with my team of like all electric and grass mons. I was definitely not mono water like I expected. And then his other team was a theme team that he called the Rats of New York, and it was all mouse-based Pokemon. So we had like Mousehole and Azumarill and Pachirisu and Greedent. Um, it was like a cool, clever idea, but also still not the mono water I was looking for. And Volt Absorb Pachirisu really would have messed up with my whole team which is based on just spamming electric attacks so i kind of bailed on that and said oh i thought you were gonna have a water team and he said no i don't but james has a rain team so if you want to hop back in line you could battle him instead and i said yep that sounds a lot better thanks aaron and like a coward i went back in line then i got matched up with james who did in fact have a rain team uh james was really cool he did the gym leader thing that we always want from the games where he asked me how long i've been playing and he said he had multiple teams prepared based on the opponent's experience level. So he picked his team for me. That one was a rain team, but not full mono water. It was Golduck and Pelipper was his rain core. And then he had Tinkaton, Amoongus, Kilowattril, and Garchomp to round that out. So that was cool. Once we loaded up into team preview, he kind of looked at my team and said, oh yeah, that's going to give me problems. I don't really have anything for Gastrodon or Rotom. And he was right. It was not a great matchup for him. And those two were kind of able to just like run through everything. So I ended up beating him. I was the first person to beat James that day. I got my gym badge for it. It felt good. Obviously, he had like a bit of a disadvantage trying to be the theme team. And I hard optimized against water. So it worked out in my favor. But I'm really glad I got to play against him and not Aaron Trailer's try hard, limitless second place team because that thing would have destroyed me. That's so cool. There, there's a there's a lot to unpack from that. But like... That's really neat that they that they put that together. I think that's just like such a cool idea, first and foremost. Um, I could totally see that format of in-person event happening all over, you know, wherever they wherever they go. But also, how many teams exactly did James have? And did you battle the one that was the like for the most experienced person? So I don't know how many teams. Yeah, that's a good question. I should have asked. Um, I did ask after or maybe while I was battling him when it was like kind of clear that I was going to win. I was like, oh, so level with me. Is this like your really good team or what? And I think he said something along the lines of it was a pretty good team. I don't think it was his best team 
because I bet he probably had like a better reign of user than Goldduck in there. But he said it was a pretty good team. And he like asked me how long I've been playing. And I said, oh, I've been playing since pretty much halfway through Sword and Shields is when I really got into competitive. And he said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, that's like most people. So I think it was one of his better teams, but I have a feeling it wasn't his A plus team. That's awesome. I mean, as as far as I'm concerned, you beat like a world finalist, or did, was he top four? I think it's top three. three. Yeah, I think he was top third. Three. Yeah, insane, yeah. insane. Twice That's in a row. Yeah, so that means you're now top three. I think in the world, right? Yeah, I think so by the transitive property. I mean, this mm-hmm. wasn't worth any championship points, but it should be. <laughs> I feel like I should have disqualified. <laughs> I think so. We should, we we could reach out to TPCI. We have pull for sure. Yeah, right. there's like a picture of me battling him too. There's proof and everything. There you go. That's pretty cool. So you, you so you set up your team like you prepped for like the the water and everything. So you had your 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 Rotomo and your Kilowattrol. So what did you leave? How did how did the game sort of go back and forth? Because I remember you telling us when in the chat nobody tarot. Yeah, that is true. Nobody tarot. So. When I saw his team, the thing I was worried about was the Garchomp because I did not have damage to the Garchomp that resists all the electric that I was throwing at it. Um, my best damage into that is actually my Ferrigarath, which was Terra Fairy with Dazzling Gleam. And that, I felt like, was probably my best chance of taking down the Garchomp. I don't even remember why I did that in hindsight, but I think I just stuck it on because I felt I needed a little bit more coverage in case I was wrong about what to expect from this gym. So I never terrored because I thought he'd have his Garchomp in the back. And I had my Fergarap in the back and I was saving my terror for that. I don't know why James didn't terror. Maybe he just never thought they would save him at any point in time. The lead, so I went with my disc disc lead of Rotomo and Kilowattrel. And he had Tinkaton and Amoongus. I didn't think that he would fake out into me because I had the Fergarap in the back. So I just did the double discharge. But he went for it. He went for the fake out, got one of them. I got the discharge off the other. I actually got a nice double power. So that was pretty lucky. And then from there, I kind of was just able to like control the game, take out both of them. He switched in the Pelipper and he did not have the Garchomp in the back at the end. He had the Kilowattro also. So they weren't really able to touch my Gastro in the back either. And I was kind of just able to wear them down and win. That's awesome. And then you were saying that they had like kind of like an event going on near the area or something like that that you could sort of mingle and hang out with some people yeah so the actual event took place oddly enough in a shoe store um it was like a cool hip shoe store but it was still an interesting place for the first pokemon gym i've ever been to in my life but they tried to like make it a bit of an event where they had like some candy they were giving out and some prizes which was mostly just stickers they had like some cool displays set up and you could take pictures and you're able to just kind of hang out in the store and watch other people battling so it was pretty cool wasn't the biggest space but it's also like the first time they've done this so like you said it's a cool idea i hope they continue doing it hopefully with like clear rules heading in so people know what to expect because like aaron brought his tryhard team it would have been really cool to bring my own tryhard team that i built and try and fight against that if i had known that that was going to happen but i was not going to do that with my mono type water anti-water team here i got a question if that if that's cool asking uh we were on the topic a little bit of of battling pros and stuff like that but one thing i got to ask is Apart from battling pros, it sounds like you got to interact with them too. How does it feel to interact with the the pros you watch on the stream and stuff like that? Because because battling is one thing, but you know having experiences like that, talking with them, it sounds like you had a you had a, a good discussion with with uh, James Beck and stuff like that. So I just I just wanted to ask. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I wish I got to sit down sit down with uh, Cybertron because out of the three of them, he's the one I probably watched the most. 
So that was a bit of a bummer, but I was pretty close to him and was able to like overhear some of his conversations. He was definitely like a nice friendly dude, pretty talkative. He was happy to make conversation. When I sat down with Aaron, like I said, he was like super cool and like, oh, let me show you these, both of these teams. And I went, oh, that's cool. You'll show me everything. And he goes, yeah, I don't want you to lose something that's surprising. That won't be fun for you. Like you can see it all and you can pick. He was like really cool to talk to. He was really nice about everything. Same thing with James. Like I said, the gym leader thing of like, I have multiple teams prepared that I'll adjust to the opposing player was like a really cool touch for him. He talked to me a bit about um, my plans for like competing this year. He asked if I was going to go to any competitions and things like that. So we talked about that a bit. I told him that I have been spending more time in draft league lately, which I find really fun. And he agreed. He talked about that a lot. He's like, oh yeah, Nuzlocks and drafts are really cool. It's cool to use those hidden underused Pokemon that you don't always see in like a VGC regionals and stuff. So it's cool to kind of bond with like a pro about some of these things. And like at the end of the day, yeah, we're all here because we love Pokemon and we love these cool texts that come up in battle. And it's cool to kind of find that common ground with somebody who has, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers on YouTube. That, that's so awesome. You would relate to like the people you watch just on a human level. That's just, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And it was great that they were all like cool dudes that I was there with. It was cool to talk to all of them. They're all very nice and friendly. That is really cool. It's also neat when like, you know, sometimes they say, what is it don't meet your heroes or something and not to say that they're your heroes necessarily but they are very well-known people and it's like you are curious if the persona that you see on camera is the same as they are in person so it's kind of nice when when that sort of works out in your favor that you have a nice time and it, it was a fun event because that could have easily gone sideways you know if it was just like just purely for money making or if they weren't really into it or you know, whatever it was. So it's it's nice that it was put on well and worked out. Yeah, and I will say that Cybertron is my hero. So I did get to meet my hero. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed like the same, you know, friendly, charming guy that he seems on YouTube. I could definitely, it seemed very genuine. Very cool, very cool. Uh, so real quick, um, before we go, if you guys were to be a gym leader or like have a gym theme, uh, what's something that, that you would do uh Spice, i'll start with you this quake that's that's your that's your go-to i mean where i'm at right now would have to be that's that's my answer i think that's cool you just to double battle and you just lead what i guess you're an electric type gym leader and maybe maybe garchomp is my one teramon that's cool you don't have to be monotype i think for me i've always been really interested in doing a uh, if i was a gym leader I would just have six dittos and it would be one of those like super cringy, you know, your final test is to beat yourself. And the dittos have like specs, scarf, band, life orb, leftovers, and focus sash. And then they would have to just sort of like figure out a way around all of that. What about you, uh, Sempra? What would you do? That's that's tough. I take over psychic gym. I think psychic gyms are the always the coolest ones in the games. So I think it'd be cool just to have a, a psychic theme and stuff like that. Psychic mons are also really cool. So I think if I had a gym or if I had to relate to a gym, it'd probably be psychic. Nice. Nice. And Will, what about you? Um, this is a cool question. I think the thing that comes to mind for me was when I was at the Wolfie's gym and uh, Aaron Trailer pulled up his Rats of New York gym. I thought something like that's a cool idea. I don't know if I would do rats, but like theming it around a specific animal would be fun. I mean, right now I have that dog team in the draft league that we're all in together. Something like that would be cool if I'm just like, I'm picking cats. This is my cat gym. 
come on battle all these cats. We got fire cat, we got grass cat, normal cat. Let's see what happens. That would actually be really strong if it was a doubles match. Like you would just have infinite fake out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how many cats are there in Pokemon? I probably have so many options. I could probably make a pretty good cat team. Probably, and then I'm sure Incin has come back soon, so could be. Oh uh, yeah, this is my secret way to get Incin into this episode. I'm sensing a theme considering your draft league team that we're in together. Your uh, all dogs team. It works, right? You could do something like raining cats and dogs. You have like, you know, two dogs, three cats, and Goldengo. Uh, I was going to say, oh, thank God. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And of course, if you want to mix it up with any of these three or anyone else in the VGC Trainer School podcast, uh, please join us on Discord. Discord at VGC Trainer School uh, or reach out to us at trainersschoolpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what would be a gym theme or gym type that you would want to do. I think that could be very fun. Um, so thank you all again and uh, have a great day. Alola. <laughs>